Welcome to the Goblins Creek Podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Sasha. Uh, have a good episode. Enjoy the episode. Enjoy the episode. We're back, and we're back, and we it's back. the... Two months later. Two months, and it's not... Yeah, it's been two months. It's been a two-month hiatus. We were in Cape Cod. We didn't record any episodes in Cape Cod. We were on vacation. Before I vacation... home for a little bit? I was doing those Alex episodes. There was a brief change-up. Sasha was at home with her family, who she loves being with. Um... <laughs> And I was here with my family, who I love being with, and that's why we're moving to California away from them. Um, <laughs> in three days. We're moving to California to make our fortune in podcasting. Um, <laughs> the, the podcast bubble of, East, of the East Bay. East the East Bay, Bay podcast East Bay bubble. Bubble pod. Bubble pod. Bubble pod. Bubble pod 20. We're going to see if this, this bubble pod can take one more before it pops. Before it pops. Before it pop, pop, pop. And in typical NCU and review fashion, we are not cut up on the podcast of the movies we have we had watched two months ago. Yeah, we thought we did one for Captain America: Winter Soldier. It turns out we have not. Turns out we have not. So that's what this is. And then we're gonna we're gonna finish it. We're gonna do it. We had a two month hiatus after cramming as much as the MCU as we could stomach. Into like nine days of our lives. Nine days, these days. I think it was a, it was like a week and a half maybe, and that's not even counting yeah. the fact that we watched every season of Daredevil, including the Defenders spinoff. The Defenders um, in the span of a that week. will be eventually getting its own podcast. <laughs> One episode per season. <laughs> but right now we're doing Winter Soldier. On your left. <laughs> on your left, introduction of Sam Wilson into the MCU. Who is so we're gonna now do the a, new Captain America. So what Sasha wanted to do, I said we should just do sort of like a 20 minutes of just general thoughts and feelings with some directed questioning. Sasha says she wants to analyze the movie basically frame by frame. <laughs> from memory. <laughs> oh even my though we haven't God. seen it in like two months, which I said was insane. But she was like, no, we're going to do our, we're going to go through this extremely strenuous process. We're going to examine each frame as well as we can from memory. You're making trends. me sound like this like massive Winter Soldier. You're pretty fan. big Winter Soldier. Well, I'm, I think we're both pretty big Winter Soldier. I mean, I like Winter Soldier. I would mm-hmm. never do a frame by frame analysis. The movie is too boring. The movie is too boring for that. That's I love that Winter Soldier. That being said, Soldier. it's not that boring. It's more, it's more boring than most of the other good MCU movies. That's true. That's true. Winter Soldier is the most boring of the good MCU. Of movies. the good MCU. Um, yeah, which is true. maybe a we- that's a weird trophy. I'll admit to that, but well, it's incredibly gray, and it's not particularly funny. It's classic MCU from what I remember, <laughs> in that it's not not funny because it's not making no effort. It's not actually a born movie, even though it clearly is trying to be some kind of hybridization of like an MCU superhero movie and like a kind of Jason Bourne type political action thriller. And it's a marriage that bears fruit in that the movie's pretty good and was very successful critically and uh, financially. Okay, so we never did a Winter Soldier episode, but I did do a brief outline for it. Oh, okay. The first point was just Black Widow and Steve. It's Black Widow's best movie, I think. It is her best movie. Uh, Yeah, Avengers is probably her second best movie. This is probably, yeah, her best. Because I think it's just her. It's really a lot of this movie is just her and Steve. There's... I think what people don't realize, there's a lot more of her in this movie than Bucky. No, that's 100%. There's a lot more. You would not know that based on, like, the reception. The response. But there's a lot more of her in this movie than there is of Bucky. No, that's very, very true. What there is not enough of, frankly, is wine in this room. 
Oh my god. Mind if you get some more wine? What I do like about Natasha's presence in this movie specifically is that it's a movie that at the end of the day, part of the conflict is around just transparency. Yeah. And she's one of the people who would hurt the most, who would be hurt the most by transparency because she's one of the few protected the most by government bureaucracy, secret silence, especially for people who might not deserve it. And so that's a very interesting, like, thing that's going on with her. In this no, movie. it's true. And, like, I don't know. I mean, you just see her get to be, I think, the most down-to-earth that you ever see her. Yes, it is not um, the Iron Man 2 introduction. It is not Iron Man 2. Like, even in Avengers, where she gets more, she's still, like, this spy caricature, this, like, sexy spy caricature, mm-hmm. even though she's, like, a more fun version of that in Avengers. In this movie, okay, yes, she's still a sexy spy caricature, but <laughs> she is the most real version of that. She's kind of winking. She's kind of, I'm a little bit more of a person than I have been shown to be so far. And I guess that's what makes the relationship with Steve kind of cool is that it's like, you would not expect Steve to kind of be the one to like, that she would be vulnerable to, but they're kind of perfect opposites. No, well, what I like is that part of the reason that you start to understand her as like a person with like ideas and opinions in this movie is because... She hides information from, from Steve. Steve. Yeah. No, that's and what makes them equals. That's and Steve is yeah. like, bro, like what the fuck? Like what is He's this? He's betrayed. He's and betrayed. when Fury gets fucked and up. And her hiding well, information yeah. from him is not just like her following like a command, like it's an opinion of hers, basically. No, exactly. And that she's like Which, no, she's This on is board. something she's I'm like, okay hiding. No, she's from fine Steve. with it. Yeah. Well one thing that happens is when Fury gets originally like assassinated. Yeah. When Steve goes to her, he does not presume her innocence. Mm-mm. He does not presume that she is not in some way involved. She assumes that she is. Like, he is not, it is not an immediate, like, oh, you're the person I'm going to because you're, like, the last person I can trust. It's like, I'm going to you because there's no one else. Yeah. And I don't even know if I can trust Yeah. Her. And so there is that. But the fact that he really can in the end, even though it seems tenuous at first, again lends itself to this being one of the more genuine friendships that develops in the MCU. Oh, 100%. It's, definitely. it's beloved in the Quarren community for that. <laughs> um, people that really like it. surprise me. People really like it. But again, it's like the MCU Quarren thing where it's like, it all, you know, the MCU, I will say like the MCU gets, I think, started to get credit basically because of this movie. I agree. That's when I... First heard people kind of taking it seriously. Avengers, and honestly, people liked Avengers too. Yeah, but this was a movie where I I heard the general response was overwhelming, overwhelmingly positive. And the thing about the first Avengers not, movie was yeah. that it was like explicitly this like superhero. It was like yeah. a super. It was like a superhero. Well, it's comic. not but the first one is like it's experimental only in that it's using multiple characters. Yeah, but as far as like genre it's a standard goes, like action movie. It's very, yeah. And so when this came out and it was like, we're going to be a little more boring than usual, but because we want to have elements of like a political thriller, just, yeah. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't categorize The Winter Soldier as like no, it's still a more a superhero movie. Because it's, yeah. It's but it's still clearly taking these nods. From that, these. from a different genre. This movie was really when I think people were like, okay, the MCU something. I mean, I guess like... Iron Man 1, honestly, kind of had that response, but it was the beginning. But people didn't think of Iron Man 1 as being, like, part of the MCU. No, they thought of it as just being, like, a movie that was, like, good. And it was, like, this thing of, like, you know, Iron Man 1 gets the benefit of being, like, this original property, basically. Not original property, I mean, obviously the comic, but, like, like it's the first one. Yeah. Like, it's, like, the, the knock against superhero movie, like, commercialism and, like, degradation of, like, film as art mostly comes from an angle of, like, well, A, like, they're kind of fake, but two, like, 
they they only exist to produce sequels. Yeah. So like Iron Man one, it was at least like it's not it's not a sequel. Whereas like all of the MCU movies are basically built off of the hype of previous MCU movies, even the ones that like start new trilogies. Or no, exactly. That's why they have to like plant the seeds. Why they have to plant the seeds. Um, like Thanos. Like Thanos. No, exactly. And like thinking, thinking to Endgame since this is what all started this rewatch. The Natasha Steve relationship is not really referenced at all in no, Endgame. It's not. It's, it's very depressing. We haven't re- we haven't rewatched Endgame besides yeah. like the two times that we have rewatched Endgame before we did the podcast. <laughs> we haven't rewatched it for the. I'll, it's peak at the behind end the of curtain. the list, obviously. Peak behind or, the curtain alert. Almost. The last one, we're midway through Homecoming in terms of the rewatch. Yeah, but we stopped halfway through for we stopped halfway through reasons. For re- and then we had to go to and then Sasha had to leave. And then I had to leave. And then we home. were in Cape Cod. The cafe. The cafe. And now we're doing Winter Soldier. So now we're doing Winter Soldier. What did we? So what did you think about Steve in this movie? I think this is Steve's most likable movie mm-hmm. because I think the most interesting thing about Steve maybe is that he is from 1932 and he's been through this insane journey through time. And like he brings this kind of innocence. Like he's clearly like a commentary on like, American, like, like American, naivete. American naivete, basically. Yeah. And that's, like, a, to me, that's, like, a fun character because he's, like, you're basically, because of what, like, because it's Captain America and, you know, it's not going to be, sub- this specifically is not going to be subverted, like, you can trust him. Yeah. Like, he is, he only ever has good intentions. He's not Tony. He's not Thor. He's not Hulk. Like, he's always going to do, like, the right thing. And he really is almost infallible besides his naivete yeah and i guess i think that's a fun i think that's a fun character to give a lot of power to be like this is a character with a lot of individual might and yet is constantly besieged by people who will take advantages that like he would never take kind of like not exactly that but like yeah just that he's like he's basically being constantly thwarted by like people who are like looking for like a more expedient option yeah that kind of well that's like the battle between like him and shield sort of it's like shield is crossing this line that he won't cross yeah where shield wants to take out like what like literally just like millions of oh like people. a seventh of america maybe i don't think i don't know that's just me i think no it's, like it's not it's not a seventh people, of america but, but it's like it's like millions of people and it's like for like for the few for the rest of time yes, essentially yes that's true like the second you could maybe be an enemy of the state in their Even like general potentially be yeah I mean, it, like the canonically they were going to shoot a surgeon presumably just for being too smart <laughs> like at that point dr strange is directly referenced as someone they're going to kill but at that time we know that dr strange is just a surgeon yeah though i guess we cannot say for certain because the mcu timeline is not at this point even supposed to make sense because no, of yeah. the iron man homecoming problem yeah yeah um of like how many years has it been since avengers and it's like no one really no one really knows no one really knows no the doc well the doctor strange thing is funny because it's like mr doctor what are the implications for i know what are the implications here i know i know why do they want to kill this surgeon also it's like if they had killed him they never well, so would have defeated the, Thanos. The hubris <laughs> of thinking they even could kill him. I know. No. Thank you. Thank you. That if he, was well, like, as a surgeon, yes. As a surgeon, As yes. a surgeon, 
It's not particularly okay. It's not difficult. particularly difficult. He did almost kill himself in a car, car accident. accident. So But in terms of who he becomes, that is not that's a, that person is virtually unkillable. <laughs> you cannot kill him with a sniper bullet. That's not gonna No, work. no. You need to be Dormammu. He got snapped. Dormammu <laughs> and Thanos both fought him and failed. And they to kill attempted him. to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. And they failed. Thanos was successful for a little bit. Thanos was successful, kind of, but also like it was. It was. A, but also it's a like snap death. It's not the also same like, as a death. Specifically, death. Strange allowed that to happen. No, that's true. Like you can make the case for the other characters. Like all those other characters, like Strange was allowing to die. Yes, <laughs> but like Strange is allowing himself to die. Yeah. Like it's really we we really haven't seen any of the beings in the MCU be able to really take on Strange and just soundly defeat him. No, that's true. It really hasn't happened yet. I guess that's true for all of them now because they all got brought back, but I don't know. Yeah. Steve gets his ass handed to him a handful of times. No, he does. Well, I think that's the other thing about the action that like lends itself to a kind of a board thing is it's all guns, hand-to-hand, or car chases. No, and exactly. And that also kind of makes it's, it transport genres a little bit. It's just, it's... I love, the action is I love, cool. I love the action in this movie. Parts of it do get kind of boring because of the limitations that, because it is like guns, hand to hand. Yeah. Car, there's a whole but like, I car actually, fight sequence. I, I like, I, I think, disagree. Like, I think they get creative, like with the No, knife. I was about to say, yeah. I think the limitations work, um, for the character, for a lot of those characters. Because otherwise it um, becomes, But it's like, also like the introduction of Sam, um, yeah. as Falcon. Yeah, that's That true. really gives that movie a boost. No, that's true. Because the, the wings are like a necessary wings are like, component no, you need of the, the action. You need, a, you need something a little yeah. bit Donald's figurine-like. In there, yeah, for fun, like toy like, basically. Without the wings, I think the action probably becomes a little stagnant towards the end. Well, I don't think the last action scene is the best. I I think to me the last big finale action with them trying to take down the ships. Yeah. Even on my first viewing, I was like, can this please just happen? Yeah. Like I, the wings do brighten it up. That's true. Um, but I think the best fight scene is the. Is what accumulates into the, like, Bucky knife. Yeah. Like, that shit is so sick. That shit's crazy. Well, it's just, like, it's clear that, like, careful attention was paid to the choreography of, like, where everyone was going to... It's clear that it's, like, a pretty detailed, like, arrangement of, like, sequence of events. And Bucky just goes off. No, he does. Well, that's the thing about... Well, that's the fight that's supposed to showcase to you just how unstoppable the Winter Soldier is, basically. And he has... And I will say, as far as comic book non-throw things go. I mean, he does have a giant metal arm. He does have a giant metal arm. It's pretty fantastic. No, the giant metal arm is really, really cool. And so is the mask. No, it's pretty amazing. And Natasha has her gadgets. She, like, does, like, an electric thing on a magnet. Yeah, the gadgets are things that I'm always just like, okay. I'm like, well... I like some of them. They're... They're always just... Gadgets can be either... For me, I'm either just like, come on, why are we pretending this exists? Or yeah. you're really asking me... You're asking so much of this to hinge on the Well, they're not exists. like James Bond but, gadgets ever in the MCU. Yeah. Like, in the MCU, the gadgets are always... They're usually just Black Widow throwing some kind of electricity at somebody. Yeah. That happens in Civil War, too. I think that yeah. happens in a handful of the movies. No, well, I think that's um, what she's got going for, or those, those electric ele- gadgets. Electric little... But, like, with James Bond, it's always, like... Here's like a specific normal object that also has a very specific, very specific purpose that you yeah. can use it for, like, 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 um, like um, floss that's like you can use as like a grappling hook. Yeah, so <laughs> I think that's from Austin Powers. I think um, yeah, that is from Austin Powers. But yeah, Winter Soldier, it's it's pretty solid. 
It's pretty fun. Well, Bucky is a uh, Bucky's the next point on the five that the I have Buckster. listed here. The Buckster. He's a man out of time. He's a man out of time. No, I really. I mean, I've always when I watched this movie for the first time when I was. I think I was like 16. I really, really, I really enjoyed it. And part of it was like, I was so surprised by the Bucky reveal. I, I, bet, I think like basically everyone already knew, like the second the trailer dropped or something. Yeah. I had, I dumped the MCU for a couple of years there. Yeah. So I was like completely disengaged from it. Well, it's like a famous, um, like that, that was specifically like, like most of the MCU. No, yeah. It's, it's a famous comic yeah. story, but like I wasn't following like if, what actors were coming back or yeah, not like no, sure. the peggy scene surprised me too although that's not what's her face is it a different actress i think it's a different actress i thought it was just old woman makeup i don't know if it is old woman makeup i think she's a real old woman because i remember um having a conversation with that with my family about that at the time oh interesting um no, Bucky's super fun because it makes a lot of sense based on the first movie that he'd return. Or, like, I don't know. For me, I completely forgot about the first movie. When he came back, I was like, whoa, who is this? Well, the only thing they have, should have had... The only... Again, similar to Iron Man, the problem, problem I have with the Captain America trilogy is that neither Civil War nor Winter Soldier ever references Erskine or Erskine's teachings. No, no. Whereas at least Thor is the one that does this correctly, where Odin has a specific, where Thor's relationship with Odin plays at least some kind of role in, like, whatever Thor's character arc is in each movie. No, no, he does. Red Skull is... Red Skull was a super soldier in the same way that Bucky and Steve are. Like, the same serum, basically, just less developed. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that that conversation never comes up because... Or, like... I don't know, you're right. It's interesting that that isn't brought up because the whole idea of what's ready, the serum or the man, Bucky never really had any no. agency in that decision in the same way that Steven... Well, it's clear that, like, with Bucky, Red I don't know. Skulls this did. is, like, my, like, fan theory, is that, like, in order for that not to... Like, it's not a factor about whether he's good because he's he's totally used. He's, again, his agency doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, whether or not he's a good man is, like... It, doesn't even really affect what the serum does to him. I don't know. His, like, morality. No, that I mean, makes just sense. just literally, that's what happens. But. No, that does make sense. I mean, they... I don't know how exactly it's all... I guess the implication is that when they rescue him, he's still alive, and they use the serum to... to kind of revive him. To kind of revive him. Yeah, yeah. I think that is what so happens. He, but he's but basically dead at that point. When he had fallen, he had already had some experimentation done. Because Steve had already rescued him once. No, that's true. That's true. I think that's how he was able to survive the crash in the first place. Oh, it was like was some he had weird some, already had some kind of serum light or was in the process yeah, stages was, of was being winter soldierified yeah, slowly over time. That's interesting. It makes sense. Well it's like they were I think they were already fucking with He him. was the only one and they it's could... also like it's like the Nazis and POWs and like yeah. Well, it makes sense that like they lose all of their pe- the Nazis that is Lose all their POWs, and the only one they recover is Bucky, yeah. and he he's missing an arm, and they're just like, you know what? It's this guy, or the program falls through. Like, psst, stuff him with serum. Stuff him up. Stuff yeah, him up. Basically, yeah, it's like a bio. Um, and then I don't know how he gets from the Nazis <coughs> to. Well, I guess he's it's still. Hydra. It's Hydra. It's Hydra. Hydra's infiltrated. Hydra has its tentacles everywhere. No, no, I knew that the not. I knew that part. I'm. Talking about like the Soviet, like, well, I think it's the, the implication is it's just that they're the same, like, 
Hydra had also infiltrated the Soviet, Soviet Union. Union. Yeah. Soviet. Although I guess in Winter Soldier, he's not as Soviet coded, or he's not outright like Soviet. I don't no. think in the same way that he's no. in the comics. I think yeah, he's clearly Russian. There's clearly a Russian but... like, um, like funding and there's, like, the deal star. going on because of the star yeah. and because the other Winter Soldiers are. Well, like, yeah. Like, I mean, they don't give us like a hard timeline. Yeah. When he was active besides we know when he killed the Starks and that he killed like JF- JFK 90s, and that he killed JFK which one of my favorite favorite yeah. pieces of Bucky lore well it's like the thing of like um Hydra like Nazis there were scientists that went to both the United States and yeah. the Soviet Union so Hydra survived in both places both but Bucky's cool his flashback scene I like I really like the flashback scene um where you see like then small Steve again I actually, I, one thing that I just like from like a world building perspective, and there aren't a lot of props I give to the MCU on this because a lot of times it's just like self-congratulatory like Stark bullshit where it's like everyone worships Tony. But I like that there's like a museum exhibit for no, cool. Cap and for the Howling Commando. Well, for Cap, it's so much better because Cap, de- Cap doesn't want to be famous. No, Cap exactly. Cap has no interest But in he's fame. like a fundamental part of like this country's history. He's a cultural history. icon. He's a cultural well, like, icon. He became a cultural icon. I mean, he, like, he never goes home, basically. Like, he he only goes home after the time lapse. So it's like, he became a cultural icon almost... Like, the fact that he would be... Like, the, the idea... Well, that's another thing that's just interesting about Steve is this idea that he would be this legendary figure a hundred years later and yeah. be alive to see it. Well, it's like, you imagine that, like, him dying is, like, part of his legend. Um, no, it's the fact that he disappears into, like... The yeah. Atlantic is like never seen again. Yeah, it's kind of Amelia Earhart esque. Well, we should talk about the the last Bucky scene a little bit, I guess. Yeah, um, it's pretty fantastic. Just I don't know, like the fight on the ship to pulling Steve out of the water. It's very interesting to have revisited Winter Soldier now that Bucky has kind of like had this weird spiral in the MCU. Yeah, where it was like his importance seemed only increasing and then it hit this point where it was like oh except for when we're only really interested in you as like an element of the plot well like i know this sounds absurd and then it spirals down but because of civil war we kind of needed another captain america movie we captain yeah civil war was not a suitable captain america film no, I mean like it. It's like can be a chapter, but for it to be the final chapter, it's these not no. fairly unresolved with Bucky. No, for it's sure, one hundred percent. The thing is, Infinity War deliberately kind of plays Steve down. I don't even really know why. But like when we talk about Infinity War, we talk about loving the like strange and like liking the like Tony stuff. Um, well, and the Thanos to stuff. a degree for me with Tony yeah. because then Peter shows up. Then Peter did show up. But like the Thanos, you talk about like Thanos, you talk about. You don't even really talk about Captain America. No. You don't even really talk. It's not that he's bad. It's just he's not there very much. Yeah. And when he is there, he's not particularly notable. No. He, well, he's clearly not supposed to be, like, the focus of the he's, film. Well, it's like he doesn't really have an arc in Endgame. No. Um, and, and he doesn't have an arc in Endgame really either. Like, t- is, well, it's like how Infinity War, like, we open on Vision and Wanda and then Cap just shows up. Like, it's like... Vision gets basically more than Cap does in Infinity War. No, that's War. true. But also, like, yeah, it is like Cap's arc in Infinity War is built around Vision. Like, it's weird. Yeah. And then in Endgame, I get that we're supposed to get all these Cap nods, but it's it's like hollow. Like, he doesn't really have an arc in that. Like, Endgame is just a mess in terms of writing anybody. Yeah. In terms of delivering 
something meaningful for anybody. It's just a mass of just like, here's how bad things are. Here's a bunch of things you remember from the old movies. Here's the final fight. And by the final fight, we're supposed to be like, oh, this is so amazing. But it's like nothing happens in the first two acts to convince you to like be more invested. No, and like we've talked about it before, but the frustrating thing with Steve, I think part of the reason why Steve's arc in Endgame is so frustrating is that in order to believe and buy into the stakes of civil war and thus the stakes of Tony and um, Steve's like irreconcilable differences that lead up to Infinity War, you have to buy into Steve's relationship with Bucky as like significant enough for him to like Steve went to Steve literally went to war yeah. over Bucky and not just what Bucky represents but also yeah. Bucky and then Bucky is like killed by the snap. Steve is left without him for like five years, and no, it's like it's not. Like, well, it's like it's like, and Sam is gone too, right? Because yeah, Sam comes Sam's out of the portal. I don't know. Do we see Sam like disintegrate? Yeah, we do. Okay, so both Sam and Steve, or both um, Sam and Bucky are gone, yeah. and those were Steve, other than Natasha. Steve's like most no exactly like I don't know. Like those were the most important people in his life, basically. Well, yeah. Well, and exactly. the movie's not interested in being like, okay, so what? What is this? What is this loss doing to him? No, it because it's about this massive. Well, it's like Steve global, is bigger than loss. Gal- galactic yeah, responsibility. Like, it's not the loss of two people. It's the loss of like billions. Well, it's him. like, what does Steve do? Like Tony gets a family, and that's like a big character change for Tony. Steve just stays the same person. Like it's he's not invested yeah, in. Please, no. Like his character doesn't really change that much. It's kind of insane. So I think, like, when it comes to, like, Bucky um, and when it comes to Steve, like, something that I really appreciate about The Winter Soldier is that it really invested in both of those characters. And in others, because we also talk about Nat, and we'll hopefully get to a little bit of fearing, a little, and Sam is one of my talking points, too. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Sam is good. Sam's not one of, like, the outstanding, like, he he's, a, he's, yeah. a, he's a solid addition. I like him. No, he's good. He's well, a good he's, addition. Again, he's, like, pretty down to earth. He's pretty business. Like, he's pretty... Yeah. They make him much more quippy in all of the rest of his appearances. He gets kind of... A, it's it's almost roadie-esque. Black Panther does show up at the end. And Black Panther's pretty sick at the end. Black Panther's pretty sick. I just remember that. But, no, um, but yeah. But also, yeah, Sam gets kind of screwed over. In that when, he does... Yeah. yeah. Winter Soldier just feels like the... One of the... Sti- like, one of the just franchise movies, all the MCU, that was, like, most interested in being like, okay, how can Steve change? Or How like, can Steve change? what in Steve's life is like missing or holding him back? Yeah. And the other movies, because it turns into this like plotting effort for the rest of the like sagas, become much more interested in just making sure that Steve like his arguments are in character and that he's in the room, but yes. that he doesn't have like a physical presence. No. Well, like basically. okay, Civil War or Winter Soldier? Because I go Winter Ooh. Soldier. But not by a ton. I think I... Here's my thing. I think I also go Winter Soldier, but not by a ton, because Civil War is a lot more just entertaining to me. Not that yeah. the Winter... Not that Winter no, well, Soldier it's like isn't, Civ- but... Like, Civil War has, a, like, a lot of so the much boring happens. parts of Winter Soldier are filled with just Tony being insane in Civil exactly. War. Like, that's kind of what you're swapping out. Which I'm and like, okay. it is kind of a fun... There it's are a, a lot of bit fun of Tony scenes in Civil War. It's a, bit it's a, a little romp. bit. Of, it's a rom. No, there's a lot of it's fun a, Tony scenes. If you watch it as a bad movie, it's a rom. No, it's a good bad movie. It's a good bad movie. Um, Civil War is a good bad movie. Winter Soldier is a movie I kind of liked. No, I did like. And I did like. Um, Winter Soldier is a movie I liked. 
Civil War is a good, is a very good bad movie. No, and like again, Civil War has like the benefit of T'Challa being there yeah. and like that being his introduction well, in like, like the, the sickest like, way. Like Civil War might even be like it is a movie I do kind of like, but it's like it's a good bad movie in the sense that there's just so much happening. Like you, like Spider Man and Black Panther are yeah. both introduced. No, it's also oh. I had forgotten. It was also <laughs> Peter's introduction. No, I know. But Peter it's just Parker, like, it's, that is. like the fact that they introduced both of those characters in the same movie. It's insane. That it, where neither of them is the primary character <laughs> at all. It's like, like neither of them is even the secondary character. No. It's nuts. It's nuts. And it maybe kind of works. It keeps me entertained. Oh, yeah, Dad? Wait, pause it. Dad? Okay, we're coming. Okay, Sasha, we should go. We have, okay, we're halfway through our... We're only halfway through... Well, because I want to talk about Zolo, Sam, and S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, but Zolo... Zolo won't take that long. No, we can, we can pause and then resume. We'll pause and resume. We're close we'll to being done now. And we're back from the break. <laughs> from our quick eater. That was actually one of the quickest food breaks we've ever taken. No, it was. We had to, though. It was just good food. And, yeah, we didn't want to be there for too long while the Hulu was... The Hulu login mishaps. So we left off with Zolo. Zolo. Which I I think there has to be a reason why I put him in here. He's pretty funny. After... He's a robot. He's yeah, been, he's he's, he's pretty. I think that's what it is. He's, he's very funny, but also like kind of forgettable outside of that. Yeah, I mean he is like this cliched villain from the last movie who like returns to like tie everything together. Yeah. And, like, the big reveal, but like it oh, works. Oh, and him trying to like nuke them is really funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> I wish I remember, like, what he was saying, because I'm sure it was, like... I do remember him being pretty funny. (laughs) He was just like, my brain was too precious, so they uploaded it to a computer, and I'm... Which is just really, really funny to me, because it was, like, I don't know what, like... That had to have been... No, well, he's on all of these, on this, like, 80s, like, like, 70s technology computers that are, like, ancient. (laughs) And it's, like, an old Hydra lab. It's crazy. What movie is it that we, like... Is that the movie where we get Zolo flashbacks of him being, like, recruited for S.H.I.E.L.D.? Or was that some other weird content? That could have been First Avenger, but I don't think so. Maybe it was probably Winter Soldier. I think it was Winter Soldier. Yeah, when he was being, like, interrogated. No, because we have the flashbacks when when they get to the lab and the voice starts talking. There's flashbacks explaining what had happened, (laughs) basically. Basically. Yeah, so. So after Zolo, we have the movies... I would say biggest, or maybe not biggest addition, but Sam. He's like the biggest, newest yeah, character. We talked about Sam. We did talk about Sam. Was there Sam's any? Good. I, Sam was good. Sam was good? I liked Sam. No, I mean, yeah, like, that's a, it's a good Sam. It's a good Sam. It's a good Sam. It's like the movie Good Sam. It's, <laughs> it's a random donation. <laughs> what? Do you not remember watching Good Sam? Um, yes, yes. It's a great oh movie. Oh my gosh, it is a great movie. <laughs> it's amazing. And then the last point was S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh yeah, well S.H.I.E.L.D. is Hydra. Hydra is S.H.I.E.L.D. They're one and the same. They're one and the same. Well, I think like this was where the political commentary in Winter Soldier is both almost ambitious, but still clearly, like, it still hasn't pushed past. It's still not like radical, really, I guess what it is. Yeah. Is because it's, it's kind of the story about how Nazis infiltrate like the CIA and like Homeland Security. Yeah. And like the like roles of like massive importance in the United States, which is true. It becomes this thing where it's like actually just this branch was corrupted, but like the yeah. state overall, the state needs limitations and like 
yeah. this state became like Hydra, but it it's seen as this like outside infiltrator thing. Yeah, basically, it was like it was corrupted by the, ex- well, yeah. the acceptance of Nazis. People, it's not that. It doesn't go that far. Basically. Yeah, it goes. It goes only so far. Yeah, yeah, but it works. I mean, it's a good review. I mean, it's a good way to deal with Shield is to kind of get rid of it. Just no, for the exactly. MCU going forward, just so oh it's like God. we're not wasting any more time with this like arbitrary like CIA thing that's like operating. Fake, yeah, like this fake like CIA like magical yeah science like don't fiction need it. yeah. things. It's like better if it's just about the Avengers. No, that was that was a good good movie. like in Infinity War. They don't really need anyone to bring them together. It's just that no. they're all already active. And well, so I guess just... like Shield. Yeah, they they just needed Shield as a way to like connect the. Oh yeah, I guess they used heroes. Shield to get to Wakanda, didn't they? A roadie in Infinity War. Oh, in Shield... Infinity War. I don't know. I think they used Steve to get to Wakanda. Yeah, they did. They did because they did. Steve knew, and like the only like I don't think it's ever explained, but the reason why Steve knows. That it's like where it is is because of Bucky. Because of Bucky, yeah. yeah. I guess is the idea it was that he was see- and like there's also yeah. this like it seems like almost like like a virtue thing for Steve. No, that's true. But no, the shield stuff, yeah, it's just good that they're kind of. It was a good way. It was a good way to like have them turn out to be evil, so you could use them as like a big bad after you had. Built no, them that out. was that is that like is like it's clean. Move. It's clean, and then you don't have to deal with them anymore in the movies going forward. So it just like works. No, that is true. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. No, Robert Redford's good. I liked Robert Redford in this movie. He's really evil. And he sells it. He sells it. He, he sells, sells, like, American Nazi. Yeah. Very well. Like, he <laughs> does that. Good job. Like, really, like, hard, like, he's, like, you know, like, Kennedy level. Like, um, just, like, screaming, like, American, like, polit- political man. He's, yeah. He's, like, so folksy and, like, but also, like, kind of brittle and old. But then he's, like, totally evil. Yeah. It's cool. But Robert Redford's a good actor. Let me see what questions. We used to we used to ask questions about movies. Too. That's true. No, we did. Let's go. Let's run through the questions. Let me get my um, Red Bull. What does this movie teach you? Um, that, this is a good question for this movie. This is a good question. Was it? Um, I don't know. I mean, well, okay. Like, I feel like that complication that that question in regards to this movie is complicated because there's like in some ways it's like what is it at its like highest aspiration teaching the MCU versus like what is it what what did the MCU really wind up taking away from it yeah because the MCU in terms of what I'm talking about the MCU's basically gave the keys to the Russos going forward yeah no this was the movie that was kind of the beginning of like the Russo dynasty this was the beginning of the Russo dynasty which again Tosh like we've watched Winter Soldier we've watched Civil War there was reason people were pretty hyped for it yeah like for as far as the MCU goes they were seen as the guys who can like when you need it to, ha- when the stakes need to be the highest, in the like when we're doing like as minimal humor as possible because the stakes need to be really high and we're taking this seriously, bring in the Russos. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of what was taken away from this. I don't know. There's like a certain importance placed on Steve going forward in the fandom. I think that's part of it too, just in like the fan response to the movie. No, like, that's that's its own. This like, this animal. movie really changed how people saw like the the people who really. I think more than anyone else, this is the movie that changed how people really loved the MCU, saw the MCU, because they really had a movie here that they could like look to and be like, "This is the good one. Yeah, this is our good one. This this vindicates us. Yeah, in the eyes of all you skeptics, and they were dominant because of that, because of this like what they got with. Winter Soldier for like five years before Scar- Scar- Scorsese started flopping his gums. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like the most probably the most serious one, I think. Maybe besides Black Panther. But Black Panther also is more Black Panther definitely has more serious themes. It's more I serious thematically, tell, but I don't think it's as serious tonally. I mean, it, I can't um, tell because I do. It does have a humor, but it's a pretty dark movie. No, it is. I mean, it it it's in, it's set in the aftermath aftermath of his father's murder assassination. I guess what it is is Black Panther is such a fantasy element. No, the, like the the like way that Black Panther feels very serious is very dramatic. It feel it's yes. like it's kind of like Shakespearean in a sort of way, and yeah. that you're expect there's this like gravitas to what's going on because yeah. it's fantasy and this is a kingdom. Yeah. These, no, exactly. Like this is a new like the element it's of like, like this family, is new to us too. It's a it's a dynamics. royal family drama yes. basically. I mean, Killmonger is connected to the family by blood, and that's like a significant. That's a huge plot point. Sterling K. Brown. Yeah. No, both of those are, like, impossible to divorce from the film at all. Um, and so it's, it's a very serious film, but it's also one rooted specifically in this, like, intense family drama. Yeah. Um, that's also about fantasy and monarchy. Or it's just, it's yeah. explicitly about monarchy, but um, it's, it has these, like, fantastical elements yeah. to it versus Winter Soldier. It's much more... Well, Winter Soldier tries to be the most realistic. Yeah. I think of any of them. Maybe that's what I mean. That tries to be the most real seeming of probably any of the MCU movies. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. Like, it tries to, it's the one that tries to be as much as, like, this could, this could have, like, happened. Yeah. Um, and I think people who like the MCU really, like, like, like that about it. Because it does do the best, it does the best job of that, too, of being, like, a real world. Well, yeah. it treats Steve and Natasha, it probably gives, Steve and Natasha, just based on what, like, this movie's perspective on these characters are and this kind of story it's trying to tell, it's, like, Steve and Natasha just get to be a little bit more three-dimensional yeah. than most of any of the characters get to exist as in any of the other movies. Yeah. No, that's really true. And the second question we usually go through is, is the main character arc a success? I say um, yes. And I say yes. This and I think movie it's, in what particular. Makes this movie works, what makes this movie work so well and why it left such a lasting impact, I think, is because of the three-dimensionality it granted some characters. Yes. No, this had a very successful main character arc because Steve has to... The plot and the drama are deeply connected to, like, what is Steve's perspective on these things and why? Yeah. And, like, what does he care about? Well, and it's also connected to, like, who can and can't he trust and who is and is not being a whole yeah. person to him. No, well, it's, like, a vulnerable position. No, it is. And, like, that, like... The Fury stuff, I think, works wonders in this movie yeah. because of that. I mean, you kind of always know that Fury... You always know that Fury, like, holds stuff yeah. close to him and doesn't tell... I mean, you know that really from Avengers, that he can be, like, selective about, like, what he tells people. No, exactly. But this movie, I think, really just gets in more into, like, what that would actually mean for someone in his position. No, he becomes, like, a spy. Yeah. He's in a spy position. The Avengers rewatch where he nukes the missile meant for yeah. Manhattan made me like forever. I was like forever respect, forever respect, respect this yeah, man. And this movie like continues, continues. It's like whatever, like respect, respect, respect to this man. Respect. And he also, what I like is that he knew shield was compromised, had to like ran a test. It's kind of Dumbledorean and this yeah. like mastermind, like maybe there were probably more straightforward ways to go about this. But this is how you decided it had to happen. And he like orchestrates his master plan, which is which is pretty fun and for a good cause. Uh, getting Nazis out of the, getting rid of really the fake fantasy CIA. Although actually, if I remember correctly, at the end, it's Steve's ultimatum that makes them get rid of it. But Maria and Natasha, I think, are still willing to 
There's someone who argues with him where he's like, no, it has to, it all has to go. I, I'm sure that that happens. I don't remember it. Yeah. But I, but yeah, I believe it. I believe that Steve would like to do that. Yeah. yeah. So that's Winter Soldier. That's Winter would you have Soldier. more questions? Yeah. Um, three is, is this movie delightful? I don't know if it's particularly delightful. It has moments of delight. It has moments of delight. But it's not, delight. it's not it's like delightful. delightful because no. it's too somber. It's too no. gray. Even when it, because that's the thing about this movie. This movie is serious, and that's it's funny because it's like that's its greatest strength, but it's also like, like the gray, like it's like the gray rarely. This, it's not there, there's to, also it's times not nice when it's to too serious, it. yeah. and it's like, yeah. So it's not it's not the most enjoyable, but it's definitely one of the best. Yeah. Of MCU movies. And then, well, like on a lot of MCU movies that aspire to be delightful are like nowhere near this in terms of just enjoyment no exactly um and then the last question which we've already gone through like a few times honestly is what's it going for and oh, like yeah. serious somber yeah um sort of like spy thriller is really Superhero kind of exactly spy that thriller. yeah yeah you know, exactly all right solid solid epipen <laughs> boom boom what thoughts any last thoughts I don't think so. I think that's it. All right. Very good. You have just listened to The Goblin's Creed, the one-stop shop for all of your genre media streaming, on-streaming review needs. On-streaming review needs. Unless it's not on-streaming yet, which Hopefully it will be. Sometimes we review stuff that's sometimes we review stuff that we just have on DVD. Yeah. This is the Goblin's Creek once again. Tell all your friends about it because it's your one-stop shop for... (laughs) Genre media on streaming streaming. being reviewed by two goblins. Two goblins. We're actual goblins.